about this actually. Okay, rolling. Breaking There's a light in the sky. There's a light, and it's all for you. Tell me how do you feel? Tell me how do you need to hear? Are you holding your breath again? Are you holding your breath again? Breathe, release it all. And we are rolling session 27 bruce is this 27? oh my god yep we, we're, hey we're making progress in this uh new year new me thing right uh, yes no i don't believe that at all I, um, it, it's not it's not a new you no it's not a new me it's still well no it's still me you did it's, have your skin peeled just, I, I just the outer layer just the outer layer um it was a good exfoliation with a serrated knife um, so is that a, still an exfoliation if i'm actually cutting it off uh no we just went really weird with this, by the way. <laughs> it's fine. We're we're in this uh, Hannibal type of zone right, right. now. We're we're skinning ourselves for beauty. Uh-huh. For you, beauty. You you are a uh, Cenobite from Hellraiser. A Cenobite. Cenobite. Whenever I say Cenobite, I'm like that sounds delicious. It does, doesn't Let's it? Let's go to Cinnabon. Like Cinnabon, yeah, exactly. <laughs> for the Cinnabites. And get the little Cinnabites and. Uh... <laughs> Get a mocha latte thing or whatever they're, they have. They're donut holes from hell. Yeah, exactly. Which, I don't know, sounds intriguing enough. I'd probably try it. Like, it's chocolate on the outside, but probably human blood on the inside. You know? Well, not that's, just, that's, like blood and fecal matter, probably. Probably. Of people who had the original Cenobites. Now, if it's like hell, Hellraiser, does that mean everything's going to be like leather and chain bound too? Yeah, only the people serving you. All right, I can get behind this. Then. They cool. they are hanging from the ceiling. They they are hung with their own intestines. <laughs> and just just every now and then, like it's like a DJ playing something, and just hear Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, and there's our Hellraiser references for the week. Um, anyways, um, so you're playing uh, Fallout right now, Fallout Four. Yeah, yeah. It was a, yeah. a Christmas present, kinded to me and Crichton. I got you. I, I found a PS4 bundle that uh, came with Fallout. Mm-hmm. Have you always been a PlayStation guy over Xbox? Uh, I was a loyal Nintendo guy right oh, yeah. up until the GameCube. Oh, man, and, I love it. I actually really like the GameCube, believe it or the, not. The GameCube came out, and uh, I thought, okay, Nintendo, here we go. And then I looked, and I thought, oh, there are zero games I would play. I don't know why the GameCube faltered so much at the beginning. It did such incredible things later on, but you lost your audience in the first year there. Yeah, you, you the lost problem. me because I mean there, there yeah, were, there were no games I would want to play. And we we got a Wii uh, one year at a Christmas party. We won that, <laughs> and I thought, okay, cool, Wii, and went out and I'm like, there there are no games. And that was one of the things they they sought to rectify with the Wii, and they still struggled it and this is why i'd never buy game systems right at launch because i'd rather i'd rather to see i have the wait and see attitude a little bit about it to like yeah. try to get you know and um wait for some good games that i'm like that way like maybe i'll get three or four games and i'm like ready to roll you know what i mean my, my favorite thing about the ps4 and i guess i could have just bought a nice you know blu-ray player for this 
I, I can watch Netflix on it. I can watch Amazon Prime on it. I can connect it to my PCs, stream stream music, stream movies I've downloaded. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, the PS4, it's it's a media server. And that's what the Xbox One does as well, too, doesn't it? Uh, I, I don't know. Uh, okay. My, my experiences with the Xbox One, well, uh, there was a guy I worked with years and years ago at the station. He went out and bought one, brought it in, and then it almost caught on fire. Oh, my God. Uh, like it had, it had that weird red circle overheat type of thing on the Xbox One. No, not on the Xbox One. The, on the uh, first the, Xbox. The, the oh, okay, yeah, yeah I got gotcha. you. Yeah, on on the very first Xbox. Yeah, yeah, which, yeah, the original Xbox. Yep, and I thought, oh well, good job, Microsoft. Yeah. It's not just a blue screen of death. It's it's a red house fire of death. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's a hell of an upgrade have- there, Steve Jobs. I have a 360, and the only reason I had, like, I would, I, I was mostly a Sony fan for a little while, but I, I, it's always been Nintendo. But like, you know, just I think the thing with the Wii is that the remote just kind of became a turnoff. And I know there's a lot of games that uses the other remotes, and I just maybe some point in time I'll get back into it with the Wii U. But I'm just I'm not concerned about it right now. So we pick up games for the 360 still, and though that'll probably change probably in the next year because it seems like nothing's coming out for yeah. those anymore. The, the reason we jumped on the PS4 bandwagon was I think Crichton had showed interest in Lego Dimensions. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I don't think it was coming out for the PS3 originally. Right. Uh, but then, you know, as as Christmas got closer, he stopped talking about it. Mm, okay. it, was all, it was all about Skylanders. Yeah, he loves those, doesn't he? Oh, yeah. But so you, Fallout, I, though, yeah. Oh, yeah, fall, Fallout 4. I, my, my favorite thing about video games is killing people and taking their shit. <laughs> and in Fallout 4, I can kill people, take their shit, sometimes skin them, sometimes take their bones, and then, <laughs> and then I can go back to where they lived. I can go through their desk drawers. I can go through you know their lunchboxes, their safes. Um, I, I steal a lot of things in Fallout 4. <laughs> Even the people I'm working with, I'll just hunker down, you know, and hide. And if their characters turn their back on me, I'll pick their pockets. I'll, I'll take their medical supplies. Um, You're I, an I, awful human being. I, am, I love it. It's I, great. The, I mean, it's the, like, like I mentioned earlier, I hope the apocalypse is actually like this. Because <laughs> if so, I'm going to be fine. I mean, the, the, the first yeah. thing I did in Fallout 4 is I'm like, okay, what's the longest ranged weapon I can find? Okay. And now how do I get up somewhere high? <laughs> and I'm going to start picking people off, and then I'm oh, going to go down yeah. and take their stuff. I, I, and you, you can, you can modify your weapons in this version. Okay. So you know, I can use somewhat like I, I, I killed some wild dogs and I skinned them, <laughs> and then I, uh, you know, took apart like a toaster oven and I made a scope. <laughs> That's amazing. And I'm like, this is this is great. So yeah, I have like a 99% uh, hit rate. And I can shoot 219 yards away. And I can usually kill somebody. If, if it's a headshot, I can kill them a one-shot. Uh, if it's if it's torso, like if they're wearing a hard hat or some sort of armor, uh-huh. the most I've it's ever taken me to kill somebody. And I'm only level 6. You can max level uh, 50. Uh, okay. At level 6, I, I can kill anything I've ran into with three shots. Wow. And again, from 219 yards away. <laughs> And you're not a hunter in real life by any means, are you? No, no. Okay. I've I've, That's what's really I've only ever killed small animals. Um, you're like a you're like a 
in Fallout 4, you're like a sociopathic, serial-killing MacGyver, almost, you know what I mean? Yeah, and I'm, I'm dressed like, like a homeless man. I, uh, I'm, I'm, wearing, I'm wearing a hard hat, welding goggles, and a red bandana. <laughs> and then I have, like, the grill off of something strapped to one of my shoulders. I thought you were talking about a mouthpiece, but I, I'm with you now. Gotcha. No, I have, like, the, the no. grill of, like, a, like of a 57 a truck, Cadillac yeah. strapped to one of my shoulders. And then just like uh, like catcher's mitts all over my legs for some reason. Like I'm just leather padding. That's hilarious. And uh, I don't know. It, I just I, – I don't view it in third person because I look ridiculous. Do you um, – did you see the thing uh, Nerdist posted about a guy who did uh, a no-kill run uh, through Fallout 4 and almost crashed the server because of it because the game didn't know how to comprehend it? <laughs> really? Yeah, I um, I I posted it to um Jared from Superfly's Wall. Huh. Um, I'll send it to you because I think it it, it um, I don't I don't know much about the game because I don't have one of the systems to play it. But it was one of the games that intrigued me. There was two games that I wanted to play this year. One was Fallout Four, and the other one was Battlefront, Star Wars Battlefront. Neither okay. one of them are made for the 360. And I was like, well, God damn it! I, I when I was looking for the PS4 bundles, uh, I'd considered the Battlefront one. Yeah. Because it was it was co-op. You know, it's something me and Crichton could play right. together. But from everything I read about Battlefront, there's no actual story. It is no. just PvP. Yeah. And it's it's PvP against other live players. Right, right. Anytime I get into a situation like that, 12-year-old kids just shoot me in the in the back of the head. Oh, my God, dude. It's... And, and then run around people. laughing. Yeah, I know. And cussing at you, and you're like, shouldn't your mom be killing you right now or something? Like, Yeah. That, that, that would be a kind of a turnoff because I love the original two Battlefront games because they were so fun to play. And they, there was a story map. Like, you know, you go like, hey, this is a map. You're going to go to the Battle of Geonosis and you're going to get the kill shit. You know what I yep. mean? Like, that's the way it was. I remember my, my brother-in-law had one of the Battlefronts and, you know, we, we were going from, you know, ship to ship. Like, we were flying into one mm-hmm. of the Star Destroyers. And, I mean, we would take our ship, go in, land in one of the Star Destroyers. That was the second one, yeah. Yeah. Well, we could land in, like, the you know, the docking bay of the Star Destroyer. And we would just start blowing up their own TIE fighters. Yeah. There in the bay. It's like, this is awesome. He, he, would, he would man, you know, the spawn point, the door, to kill the stormtroopers. Yeah. And I would just go around and blow up their em- empty TIE fighters. Right. And it's like, you, you've taken out their fleet. And I'm like, yeah, we could take out their entire ship if you let us, game. Yeah, <laughs> if they would let us run around the corridors inside that ship, man, can you imagine a game where you're just running around inside of a star destroyer? We'll we'll run to the hull and we'll make this thing critical real quick. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm gonna set a timer and I'm gonna hop in my my fighter and I'm gonna be out of here by the time this puppy blows. I remember there we, us trying to do a thing where we would float our ship right outside of their their hangar and just shoot, but it was it was difficult to stay stationary. I remember that. So you had to like like counterbalance it. You're like get, get you had to keep it in motion or whatever. Yeah, yeah. It was difficult to come to a dead stop in space because it always moves. And plus, you're on a your a star destroyer is going on top of you. That's in constant motion too. So yeah, yeah. There's a lot of force counterforce there. So. I, I enjoyed that, but that that wasn't us you know, PvPing. That was us versus you know, uh, C- uh, you, you, computers. You, you, yeah, yeah. yeah. I was gonna say non-playable characters. Yeah, in like, NPCs. NPCs. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so um, but staying on the sci-fi realm of things, since you're enjoying that game so much and killing things, um, I watched Tomorrowland recently, <laughs> uh, which is related but unrelated in a way. Um, uh, and you said you've watched Tomorrowland. Yeah, yeah, I watched it for, uh, at work a few few weeks ago. Okay, and I, I like Brad Bird. So do I. Um, I was looking at it, the list of some Iron Giant, 
great film. A very, very good film. Maybe one of the better, best Superman films, would you say? Quote, unquote. Yeah, I don't know. It's pretty enjoyable, though. Yeah. Um, the Incredibles, which lives up to its name. It's, it's a great it's, movie. It's, it's, yeah, it's a great movie. Ratatouille, a very good movie, too. Yeah. And then I think this is his fourth outing with uh, with this one. Or did he do – no, it was Andrew he, Stan he, who did. He did one of the Mission Impossibles. Yeah, uh, Ghost Protocol, number four. Yep. Um, and so this is his fifth one then. So, yeah. And then the next one is his, uh, he's doing The Incredibles too. Hang on. Um, Who was the villain in Ghost Protocol? I don't know. I haven't watched all the uh, the recent – Was uh, that the one with Philip Seymour Hoffman? No, that was number three. Okay. Who was the villain in Ghost Protocol? Was that Jeremy Renner? He wasn't the villain. He turned out oh. to be one of the good guys. Okay. Um, I think it's the same guy who carries over to the new film, isn't it? I don't know. I remember seeing it because it's the whole, you know, Tom Cruise climbing up the side of the world's tallest building. Right. Type of thing. I only remember the good guys, you know, Simon Pegg being funny. Right. I don't know. I, See, I, 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 I just got the whole five pack of the Mission Impossible movies because right. I love the first movie so much. Like the first Mission Impossible movie is great. I just had such fond memories watching that when I was younger. Second one's terrible. I didn't care about that one at all. That's um, the one that has Doug, Ray, Doug Ray Scott as the villain. Yeah, where I think so, they yeah. duel with dirt bikes. Yeah, and they they're jumping at each other across yep, the dirt and bikes. And the, the villain wants money transferred to an offshore account. No, he doesn't want. He wants stock options and some yes. chemical company. It's like this is the worst movie ever. Yeah. Uh, good and old then, Doug Ray Scott. I whenever I think of Doug Ray Scott, I always think, man, he turned down being Wolverine. <laughs> and he would have made a lot more money doing that. <laughs> oh yeah, but in, I think instead of Wolverine, he did uh, Ever After or something like that. Oh, the uh, the movie with um, Drew Barrymore. Yep. Yeah, yeah. All right, that turned out well for him. <laughs> wow, Doug Ray Scott. Um, but um, but yeah, like uh, so Tomorrowland. Um, I wanted to watch it, and then I heard people. You know, just bitch about it online and everything, like everybody does. Well, it's written by uh, Damon Lindoff. Uh, with he's, he's not Brad good. Bird too. Yeah, Brad Bird's great, but Damon Lindoff destroys everything he touches. Right, and I could see where maybe some of the stuff that people have gripes about with Tomorrowland might have been caused by part of the script that he was writing on that too, possibly. Yeah. Um, but I think overall, Tomorrowland was there was a couple weird pacing points but for the most part very enjoyable road trip film yeah like i think people just expected you to go to tomorrowland and be like hey cool futuristic shit and it was all about this unobtained this thing that never happened you know what i mean that that, that i think that's the right it was the, the idea that oh everything is going to end soon so why try right it was, and, a, it, was uh, a, it was a pessimistic view of an optimistic it was a pessimistic view interjected into the world's most optimistic location right and um, Hugh Laurie plays a a great quote unquote bad guy. Yeah, um, as governor or something or chancellor or somebody. He yeah. went by the governor. Yeah, the governor. Yeah. Um, and um, George Clooney was really good in it. Um, the girl who they got the uh, I can't think of what her name is off the top of my head. Right. Both the both the girls the the girl who played the um, the robot and yep. her, uh, the Every, everyone's great. If if I had if I had a criticism for this movie, I would say that it was small in scale. A little which, bit, yeah. which sounds crazy to think because I mean there's jetpack flights, there's huge explosions, but they kept talking about eh, spoilers or whatever. But they kept talking about the world ending. Yeah. Then show us the world ending. 
they did show that in a way. But, but it, was it was all still... just on television monitors. Yeah, yeah. It was very brief. Yeah, there was, they weren't living in – like they didn't see the post-apocalyptic. Yeah, at, at no point did we go and – yeah, like Ar- Armageddon's not a great movie by any means, but I like it. Uh, yeah. See, I like Deep Impact more than I liked Armageddon, and I've seen Armageddon a lot, and it's it is it is enjoyable. But yeah. I really like. But Deep in Impact. Armageddon, they they go to people's houses. Yeah. You know, and they like in the beginning of Armageddon, you know, you see uh, uh, France, Paris, Paris, right. yeah, France get destroyed and everything, and then you know when the astronauts are up there doing their thing, like it cuts back to people at home watching television. It it interjects that human drama into it. Mm-hmm. In yeah. Tomorrowland, no one knows the, the world's ending. Right. Uh, it's, we it's, we it's, never actually see any of the giant tidal waves or pollution or whatever. Right. Uh, we just we get news footage saying things are getting bad. Things are getting bad. Whoa, yeah, there. Exactly. There was no imminent threat. No, nothing. Yeah, uh, except for the actual battle that took place in Tomorrowland between um, the ro- you know, like uh, the robots and everything in Tomorrowland yeah. with George Clooney and the girl and everything. Yeah. Um, but that, that, again, that was, was it five people total? Yeah, exactly. So I, I, I could see where, like, if it's scaled up a little bit more and there was, like, hey, it would almost have been cool as if you saw, like, the tidal wave, like, approaching New York and then she changed something and the tidal wave just vanished. You go, wait, what the hell just happened? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. that would have been a cool, that would have been a bad, and they did so many good visuals in that movie, too. I think that was the other thing I loved about it. The visuals in it were. Oh, yeah, the the whole, the, the, the time looping oh, type of thing there. Yes. And that was oh. used so well in that fight scene. Oh, my God. And. Then the um and then the uh, the space shuttle that launched out of the fucking Eiffel Tower. Yes, that was so, that was like, amazing. The man. world saw all that happen. I mean, there yeah. people were aware of it, so they could have very easily had you know the yes, movie. Like, they, 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 could, they, they could have done a Watchmen thing where, you know, the the world ends and then George Clooney and this this girl we can't remember her name, uh, she activates something and it it stops it or resets it. Right. I mean, you've, you've already destroyed the idea that Tomorrowland's secret by, by having them, you know, explode apart the Eiffel Tower. I don't... The, the movie was so close, like 92% awesome, you know? Yeah. And I, I'm glad you enjoyed it because I, I tweeted Brad Bird and I, I said the one of the things that... And this is the one thing, you know, going to that you, you said that you hoped that the apocalypse looked like Fallout 4 is that there's so many pessimistic outlooks on life between you know you get the walking dead and you have you know zombie things are huge right now obviously yeah. and then you, you have everything's like a post-apocalyptic game what whether it's the newest call of duty game or it's um years of war or it's uh, fallout you know yeah. whatever it is everything has some kind of like everybody wants to live in a wasteland with uh, a big sword and a sweet gun and like a, uh, a derby bike you know what i mean yeah um mad nice. max yeah yeah and it was nice skies. to see that 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 just like um, that thing that you thought when you were young, and you could think this one you're I, I'm a nobody, but if I if I believe in it enough, I can change something in the world yep. and make it anything and, is possible. And yeah. my my decisions matter. Right, and that was kind of like the simplistic beauty. It reminded me of you know being a kid and learning about like what Walt Disney wanted to do with Epcot originally before it became just a giant world showcase museum. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, you know the, the experimental prototype community of tomorrow, like all of that stuff. It just it reminded me of 
you know, being young and being so captivated by how cool rocket ships look like from the 60s where they had the fin design yep. and everything. And I'm like, and that's why I think I like Meet the Robinsons too, because that's the everything is very retrofitted to that too. And um, I, I enjoy that aspect about you, it. And you should like, definitely, given the chance, you should check out Fallout 4. Because it, the the game starts and they they lay out a little bit of history. It's like, hey, you know, after uh, America dropped the atomic bomb, things got better. People right. people realized the power. So then they started making, you know, nuclear energy powered everything. It was like, oh, it's this unlimited supply of nuclear energy. So they have right. flying cars. They have robots. I mean, it, it it takes place in you know, it starts from you know, forty. You know, what was it? What what year did we drop the atomic bomb? 45 yeah so it's like everything from the 45 on was the, this golden age of technology up until 2077 when everyone was living too well everyone was living beyond their means and mm -hmm. we realized hey we're we're out of everything in the world we're out of clean water. We're out of you know places to grow gardens. Because there's nuclear pollution. Now right, everything but everything too. still has you know nice fins to it and the big silver grills and everyone's still you know walking around in suits and and ties you know when just going to the grocery store. It's like right. it's if, if the fifties would have lasted a hundred years. Yeah. Right. And but and that's, and, that's and, kind of a cool concept actually. Yeah. Like I, the nuclear age never went away. It was always just the nuclear age. Yep. Hmm. That that that's that makes that even more intriguing now. Um, but yeah, and just I mean I I just I mean Ethan watched Tomorrowland with me and um he he said the the thing that he said when he when he got done he's like he wanted to be a robot and I know why he wants to be a robot because he wants he wants to be the recruiter he wants to go out you know what I mean and like yeah. be that and I'm like man that's that's cool that like he sees that you know what I mean. So that, how how old is Ethan again? Is he five? He's or five. Six? He'll be six in November, or I'm, I'm sorry, he'll be six in um, March. So it is he's crazy how how different him and Crichton see the world. Right. Because Crichton is still at that weird phase where if it's live action, he's not totally on board yet. This was a new thing too. I mean, like we, we like he likes the Muppets. Like, I guess that is kind of weird, yeah, because he's liked the Muppets for a while, and I don't know if it's because I, uh, I'm not trying to say you should have to subject your child to Star Wars, but I showed Ethan Star Wars at the age of two. Well, I, I tried to get him into Star Wars when he started talking about, hey, Darth Vader from Star Wars Rebels, and I'm like, no. Yeah. <laughs> I'll show you real Darth Vader, man. <laughs> yeah, and he's like, this is boring, and I'm like. You know what? It kind of is. The original movies are a little slow. I'm sorry. They they are, and and you know, like everybody, you know, what whatever their gripe is that that the first movie, especially the pacing and the first like thirty minutes of the movie is like, man, there's a lot of fucking desert. <laughs> oh yeah, there's Luke and, being a whiny bitch. And I and I and I and I love these movies, and it's and it's you can easily be critical when when you love the movie. Like not everybody does, but it's it's easier for me to be critical about a movie I love. And I understand that's a problem with the movie. I still love it. However, you know what I mean. Like it yeah. doesn't change. The I like the first Star Trek movie though too. And you want to talk about shitty pacing of a movie? Good God, that is like oh, there's that. so much just staring at a fucking. Tube, I think that know? movie was designed to let you go pee every ten minutes if you wanted. You would miss nothing. <laughs> you would miss nothing. There's, it was it was edited by a man with some the irritable bowel syndrome or something. <laughs> Just have him float out space for a couple more minutes longer so I can. There finish are so many beauty shots of that ship. It's like, look at this model. 
pretty nice, isn't it? We spent a shit ton of money on this model. Look at it. You done looking? Look again. It's like, if you're done looking at it, now we're going to show the crew looking at it. (laughs) You know what this is missing? People admiring this shot. Let's just cut to the audience watching it now. (laughs) But but there are a lot of, like, the ending of that movie is fantastic, though. Like, I, I do enjoy... Oh, the motion picture? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a great movie. I still enjoy the I still enjoy the movie, but there is shitty pacing of that Have movie. You, I, mean, I, I don't mean to shit. You could trim an hour off that movie and it would be perfect. Oh yeah, <laughs> the, the movie probably takes it's twelve minutes. The movie's twelve minutes long. <laughs> it's a, it's a it's a it's a long episode. <laughs> it's the beginning of it. It's the James Bond beginning to an episode of <laughs> yes, Next Generation. Um, right. Oh god. So have you have you read any of the interviews with Simon Pegg about the new Star Wars movie after the trailer came out? Huh. It, have, have you seen the new Star Wars, uh, not Star Wars, uh, Star Trek trailer? Oh, yeah, yeah, Star Trek. You said yeah, Star Wars. Sorry. Yes, You've I have. seen the new yeah. Okay. And have you read any of the Simon Pegg things uh, talking about no, the trailer? No, no. Uh-uh. He, He's probably pissed. Well, he, he co-wrote the movie, right. kind of, you know, co-rewrote the movie, whatever. And uh, it's it's weird because the interviews I've read, I've read two two separate ones, one from Wired.com and I think one from TrekMovie.com or something like that. But he's he's basically saying, hey, you know what works on television doesn't work in the movies. Right. Is that you can't have two hours of somebody walking down a hall debating you know, human emotion. Should we blow this light? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like, he's like, you like, have to have an explosion light. every now and then. There has to be a chase scene. There has to be action. That's what people go to theaters for. No one's going to spend twenty dollars to watch an ethics debate. <laughs> no, <laughs> if they do, it's called a documentary. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's and it's uh, fucking Al Gore telling you uh, why he should be the president and why the world's terrible. Hey, I, so, I voted for you, Al. And there you go. <laughs> I'd vote for him again. You would. Uh, I was I was on the cusp of being able to vote. I could not vote for Al Gore. Oh. Make me feel old. I'm like, I well, y- you are a couple years older than me, not much, but you are a little bit older than me, so you're able to vote before me. So there's that. I'll die soon if it makes you feel any better. I, I well, my eyes will go bad before yours, so, <laughs> so you won't even know I'm dead. Exactly. Well, somebody will call me and be like, "Have you seen Bruce recently?" I'm like, "I haven't seen my shoes recently, so no. <laughs> I haven't seen anything but my eyelids." <laughs> um, but no, like. Uh, yeah, I'm Tomorrowland like I like looking at something like Tomorrowland I like I just think about the endless possibilities you can do with Tomorrowland too like I'm like there should be a comic like Disney should have funded a comic for this too because you could have done a Tales from Tomorrowland you know what I mean like you could do so much cool shit with that uh, finishing the movie I thought I should go and read some more Tom Strong comics oh right science fiction heroes for the win man oh yeah The, 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 the poor Fantastic Four yeah, oh, the original science heroes. Yes, it's like, uh, hey, Brad Bird, can you get your hands on Fantastic Four like now, or get the new Incredibles movies out so we at least have something that's like the Fantastic. Four. He's currently and working on Incredibles two. Incredibles two, yep, yeah, exactly. And I'm very excited for that. I'm surprised he hasn't been pulled into the Marvel universe or the Star Wars universe. I I was thinking about this the other day too, um, because I also thought that. Uh, Andrew Stanton, uh, the guy who did um, Finding Nemo, and then he did the John Carter. He did Wally uh, too, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. Oh, man, those, it, like these are two guys who have they they can direct some good movies. John Carter, 
has uh, some issues, but has some cool shit in it too. It you does. Know I, mean? I I blame, and I, it's going to be studio. sacrilegious. To, no, I blame the source material. The source material was uh, source material was antiquated, and he stuck too closely to it. Yeah. The whole five minute sequence of him realizing I can jump. It's like, come on. Oh yeah. It's gravity, dude. <laughs> exactly. Um, but yeah, like there, like I watched John Carter, and like I went in expecting a giant turd, and I was like, this is not a giant turd. It's this a beautiful is like movie. It it is, it is a a few tweaks of a script away from being the next great action movie too. You know what I mean? It was supposed um, to and, be the first of a franchise. Right, and and the way it ended, you were like, I want to see the next movie. I wanted to see it. I wanted to see it. You know what I mean? I really did. Uh, I think the creature design hurt him. Uh, yeah, it, a little bit. It being a little too much about the politics behind it all. There was that too. Yeah. Um, like I said, so there, there's some there's some tweaking that obviously yeah. knew, but like, how many movies can you say that? Like the Lost in Space movie, there, that movie was probably a good rewrite or so away from being like it could have launched a franchise. That movie so, was flawless as is. You lie. <laughs> I I love that movie. I do do, but I'm just saying. Like I, I haven't watched the movie in years too. Maybe we should sit down and break that down. <laughs> I I'd, I'd be fine watching that. I love that movie. It's it it had so many cool amazing in it cast. Too. Oh, yeah. Gary Oldman should have been Dr. Doom. Oh, man. I can't imagine anyone ever watching that uh, Lost in Space, seeing him in his mutated form and thinking, that's Dr. Doom right there. Look at him. The cloak, <laughs> the shiny face. Let's yeah. see the way he's talking down to everyone. And I love him. And Gary Oldman's, like, good in everything he does, too. Oh, yeah. He commits. He does. Dude, like, look at the fifth element. Yeah. If you say if – you, if you were to go back and tell me – Show me the Fifth Element when that came out, and then show me Batman Begins. And go, did you know Commissioner Gordon? <laughs> Gordon is the same guy in Fifth Element. I would say you're fucking. What liar. was uh, a really old movie Gary Oldman did? Is it uh, Ro- Romeo is Bleeding? I think so. You're... Is that the, the one with uh, Jet Li? No, that's Romeo Must Die. Must die. <laughs> yeah. Yes, it's a little different. No, there's a an older Gary. I think it's before The Professional. It's Gary Oldman. He's is he a detective, a private? I need to watch it again. But he he, he does a, an amazing performance of just this horrible person, horrible circumstances, tries to make a good decision, bites him in the ass type of movie. I get you. Uh, but he's he's sympathetic slime is the best way to but, describe him. <laughs> in the movie? Yeah. I'm, I'm pulling up his uh, filmography real quick, um, which is always a fun word to say, filmography. Filmography. Yeah, I, I, like, um, I like Gary Oldman. Gary Oldman is, I mean... Well, I liked... Uh, uh, he did Sid and Nancy. William Hurt in Lost in Space. Yeah. It, and yeah. in the right time period, he would have made an amazing Mr. Fantastic. Because uh-huh. you, you can't look at William Hurt and not just instantly think, this guy's smarter than me. <laughs> and is it just me, or like, has he always looked the same and his hair's just gotten like grayer over the past 20 uh, years like, too. Uh, his hair's moving backwards yeah you know <laughs> just a little yeah um okay so let's 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 run down a list of some awesome things uh gary oldman's done okay. so this guy was in the firm yep he was in uh so i said sid and nancy um he was in uh state of grace i haven't seen that one um but i've always heard a lot of stuff about uh, state of grace jfk he was he played uh the um the oliver stone yep. film he was he was yep. Oswald, Bram Stoker's Dracula, was which is a great Dracula, movie yep. too. 
Yeah, uh, True Romance. Oh, he's, he's uh, great. Romeo, Romeo is Bleeding. Leon the Professional. Yep. Um, the Fifth Element. Air Force One. Lost in Space. Quest for Camelot. The Contender. Um, says he was in Hannibal, but he's uncredited. Yeah, he was. Uh, um, he had his face ripped off. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Hannibal, or he plays Sirius Black in the couple Potter yep. films, which he does a really good job in. Um, obviously, he plays Gordon in all three of the Batman things, which I think he probably is one. He's there's always like when you, when you have a, a set of films, there's always a character that I can gravitate towards to across the trilogy. Yeah. Like with, and we won't go into lengths about the prequels of Star Wars because I know what your feelings about it. But Ewan McGregor is fantastic through all three of those movies. I enjoy Ewan McGregor a lot through all three of those films. I think he's what ties the series I, he, together. He for probably me a lot. took the least direction. I would well, whatever so. he was told to do. He said, uh, "Okay, I'm I'm going to do my thing." There you, you go. Put the camera um, at me. I'll, I'll bring the magic, baby. But him as, uh, but him as Gordon in the three Dark Knight movies are great. Um, he was apparently he was in the 2009 Christmas Carol as Tiny Tim, Bob Cratchit, and Jacob Marley. No clue. Um, that was the one that Jim Carrey oh, yeah, played. Oh uh, Weird, creepy CGI. I don't watch those. Movies. Yeah, that that who was it? Um. I can't. He was one of the guys that came out with uh, Lucas and Spielberg. I can't think of his name right now off the top of the my head. The director? Zemeckis, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, what that was Zemeckis, wasn't yeah. it? Um, Planet 51, which actually is a pretty good yeah, movie. He's, he's a he's villain. The, yeah, uh, The Book of Eli. Um, yeah. Um, hold on, hold on. Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy. Haven't watched it yet. Heard it's amazing, though. Guns, Girls, and Gambling. He plays Elvis. No clue. <laughs> um, he's in Lawless, which was yep. a, a Western... It was a, a, a Prohibition Western. era. Yeah, yeah. Um, he was in the new RoboCop, apparently. I haven't seen yeah. that. That's on Netflix now. Yeah, I will check that out then. Dawn of the Planet of the Apes, which I have recorded right now. I haven't watched that yet, but I think they made him look too much like hey, Yeah, because I've never seen the too? trailers being confused. I'm like, what? It's like, is yeah, there another Nolan Batman, Batman that fighting that? apes? <laughs> that would be amazing, right? <laughs> um, but so he's got Child 44 coming up. No, that just came out. I'm sorry. Um, Man Down, Criminal, and The Space Between Us is what he's got in the works right now. So this that, that guy, is he's got a distinguished this acting This is for career. you, Gary Oldman. And I skipped over stuff. Yeah, we love you, Gary Oldman. Is there a song about Gary Oldman you can use at the beginning of this know. or what? <laughs> you just won't want to make one up. There you go. Yeah, sure. Gary Oldman. <laughs> so now that we got done um, uh, getting on Brad Bird's and Gary Oldman's dick for an entire episode. The good point. I agree. Alrighty, man. So I think we'll say goodnight to the internet at this point in time, considering I'm yeah, 33 over minutes. half hour at this point in time. So but let's, uh, let's, let's, let's tie this one up then. So. Bye, everybody. Bye, everybody.